A very good morning to Steve Vines. Good morning. Good morning for journalists, I would say, unless you're uh, on the mainland. Yeah. Then it's not such a good morning. I mean, I, I presume by now everybody knows about this, but uh, just to refresh people's memories. So we've had in the space of just one week um, in Sichuan, two journalists were beaten up um, for covering the commemorative events after the Sichuan earthquake. Now, you would have thought... All they were doing was going there and covering an event which was of great national interest, possibly international interest. So the, the journalist who got beaten up was the one who filmed another journalist being hassled. Yeah. And to stop a recording of this happening, one of the other journalists um, went over and um, uh, tried to, 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 to take a record of that. Um, that that ended and... and uh, it's very unclear whether it was actually police doing it or it was unidentified people. As, it, as ever in the mainland, because you've got so many uh, un, non-uniform police involved, you don't, you're not quite sure whether they're just general or garden thugs or they're actually officials. So then you come to the second event, which was just yesterday, where a journalist was covering a hearing of the Beijing um, Law Association and... He was just covering a hearing, and 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 suddenly they the the authorities, the police there, said we want your your reporter's card, and wouldn't give it back to him. When he sort of asked for it, they they started to beat him up. Now, all I'm saying about this is, you know, very bad things happen to journalists, and it's unlikely that a society for prevention of cruelty to journalists is going to occur in any society. But but, and this is the serious point here, is who's got their backs? You know, they are coming from the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region. Well, that's it. You would have thought that the minimum... They might as well wear a T-shirt. I know. You would have thought the minimum officials here could do would be to say, look, this is bad stuff. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Instead, you've got Matthew Chung, the, 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 the Chief Secretary for Administration, going, mutter, mutter, appropriate authorities, relevant. Thank you, Matthew. That was very impressive. You've got Carrie, Carrie the Can... Who's, who's supposed to be the boss, saying, oh, yes, this could be disturbing, but on the other hand, you know, journalists, when they're on the mainland, have to be sure to uh, uh, obey relevant... I love the word. They always say relevant laws and regulations. So what's she actually saying here, Steve? What, what, Is she actually saying be seen actually, and not heard? Or no, something? I think she's actually implying that maybe they were at fault. You know, maybe they somehow beat themselves up. Right. And remember that the journalist who was beaten up the other day then had to sign one of these awful macabre confessions to get out of the cops' hands, mm. you know, saying it was all my fault that I got beaten up and I'm very sorry. He actually had to do that, otherwise he'd still be sitting in some stinking, piss-smelling jail somewhere in so Beijing. So here, here is a bunch of journos, uh, all dressed as journos do in T-shirts and jeans and stuff. So chances are these guys were followed right from the word go, yeah? They would have been... Well, they were at events where there were, there were high-profile events. I mean, this was a hearing in Beijing, let's just talk about yesterday, of, of one of these defenders of, of human rights mm. um, uh, people who, who was up before the Beijing Law Association uh, for bringing, bringing the profession into disrepute. <laughs> I mean, the George Orwell, you know, eat your heart out, this, this, this sort of macabre stuff. Oh, incidentally, he was arrested as well, the lawyer was arrested well, yeah. because he'd protested about the journalist being hassled away in a car. I mean, and so it goes on. So, but I mean, all of this is bad, and I don't want to say it was all predictable because then you just accept bad things. So I'm not going to say it's predictable. A week ago, you wouldn't have said that. Well, 
No. I mean, these are, this incident isn't the first time that, that Hong Kong journalists have been hassled. But I think what is increasingly obvious is that the, the authorities here take the view that all journalists are guilty until proven innocent. Mm. That's basically what they're saying. They're saying, we've got to look into this because we don't know. You know, the fact that on camera, we've actually seen what happened. On camera, they would be beaten up and dragged away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How can we tell from that that anything bad was happening? I tell you what, use your brain yeah. or use your guts. Don't be such a bunch of... Yeah. And the b- word begins with a W. Um, you know... Don't be such a bunch of those people that you can't even stand up for people under your jurisdiction. So a Hong Kong journalist, and and this was a point that Shirley Yam from the Hong Kong Journalists Association made yesterday on on Radio 3. She said, you know, if you're a foreign journalist working in China and bad things happen to you, which has happened, you can more or less be sure that your embassy will stand up for you. You know, it will say, look, oi, this ain't right we are making sure that so-and-so isn't, isn't abused any further. A Hong Kong journalist doesn't have that assurance. So is the problem here, Steve, let's just try and be a bit objective, the problem here, is it actually a Hong Kong one? Because China does what it says on the tin. Chances are you're going to get a lancing if you go up there for all sorts of things. But the big issue here, I'm quoting off Hong Kong Free Press's page here, LegCo president turns down request for emergency debate on Hong Kong journalists' assault in Beijing. And then the comments begin underneath that stuff like, thank you, China, thank you for showing Taiwan why unification is an impossibility, and so they go on. And other people... Well, they, they, they do get 50 cents for posting that sort of nonsense. But that's, uh, that's um, a bit of sarcasm, I think. Who can tell The other thing is, Andrew Leung will not do anything about this because he knows it's pointless. Well, that's, shall, we, that's shall, we, shall, we, shall we just add that? Go because we, we haven't talked about that. So there was a request in LegCo for an emergency debate on this, which is quite reasonable. I mean, it's something that's just happened. And Andrew Leung turned it down on the grounds that legislators could talk about it somewhere else. I'm thinking, oh, hang on, wait a minute, boy. You're the, you're the president of LegCo. It's your responsibility to make sure that things which are of direct concern to the residents of Hong Kong can be aired on the floor of the legislative chamber. But now the view is nobody is allowed to say anything, not in LegCo, not in the government, not among civil servants, which could even vaguely be perceived as criticism of the bosses. And my old view of this is the one that everybody who can read and write knows is that when you don't stand up to bullies they just carry on bullying they do and when you do stand up to them you'd be surprised how quickly um they are proven to be with people with legs of jelly so you know as long as the mainland authorities know that if you do anything very bad to hong kong journalists there's nothing there's no repercussions it's fine they'll carry on doing it they do not routinely hassle real foreign journalists, by which I mean from countries outside of China, because they know there's kickback from that. And like all bullies, they, they pick their targets very carefully. Well, they do hassle them very often, but gently and waving at cameras yeah, but and even, umbrellas even, over no, cameras. What I'm saying, stuff. even if they do that, <clears throat> yeah. they, they know there's a limit to that because they know there's repercussions. You kick a, a, a Hong Kong journalist in the tender parts and you can be more or less assured that the worst thing that will happen is that that person will have to write a self-confession apologizing for having his tender parts um interfered with by boot 
So, you know, I mean, this is quite sick, actually. I mean, Andrew Lung should be ashamed of himself, but then <laughs> you've got to have shame to be able to be ashamed of yourself. I'll try and work that one out later. So the chief executive, some similar comment, sort of, I wouldn't say playing it down, but just not inflating it. No, she it, actually said, I will not... She actually said the words, I will not criticise the mainland authorities over see, this. See, that's what I was going to say, <laughs> that they have to, they have to do the line. There is no question that they will be able to do anything but the line, right? Well... Even in, and this is where things matter, even in societies which are run by one-party governments and where there is a very high degree of control, you do find courageous officials, even within Chinese provinces, yeah. who will stand up to the central authorities. They have to be careful about this. It's not an easy thing to do. I, mm. I, I freely admit that. And they will, you know, they will stake out the defence of their own areas. Why can't the Hong Kong government, which <laughs> is supposed to have autonomy, do that? Why are they such weasels? Answers what, not what on would, a postcard. What would you have them say? What would you have Legco say about this? I would have Legco have had a meeting, say that they are deeply concerned. I mean, you know, you may say, oh, well, it's just words, but words do matter. Deeply concerned. We want the Hong Kong... SAR government to take this up as a matter of urgency with the central government authorities. That's what I would have liked to have seen. That's obviously not going to happen. Did we see similar to disappearing booksellers? No. Well, of course, they also blocked debate on this that. This was a thing that couldn't I mean, be talked about. In, yeah, in that was another thing over which debate was blocked. So, um, you do actually see an increase... I mean, in the past, in fact, there was, I believe, one... Um, discussion about that before Andrew Lung decided that, that that was a subject he didn't want appearing on the floor of LegCo. So, you know, you you actually have a gradual um, slide towards this, we're not going to allow our legislators to talk about the, the um, well-being of Hong Kong residents if it in any way affects um, criticism of the central authorities. So what happens in a parallel universe if Hong Kong says, if all the, if all, because everybody's got different political views, but if um, a lot of Hong Kong media says, OK, we're not going anymore? Well, I wonder if it will come to that. I mean, you know, it's a very big thing to say that if you're sitting in Hong Kong that you won't s send uh, reporters to cover the affairs of the rest of the country. It's a very big thing to I know, say. I know, but, but, there's a re but there would be a reason. But there would be a reason for it. And um, I think uh, media organisations need to think very carefully now <clears throat> about where they send reporters because it is clearly dangerous. Uh, and, I mean, you mm. know... I mean, if it's dangerous, I mean, let's face it, if it's dangerous to attend a ceremony commemorating a national tragedy, what isn't dangerous? Yes. I mean, that, that was a... I would have thought that was supposed to be a ceremony bringing people together. I wonder Saying, if look, this was an awful thing that happened in Sichuan. All those school children in particular were killed during that uh, earthquake. We need to make sure that their memories are kept alive. I would have thought, in the list of things that are controversial, that shouldn't be too high up. But yet it is. I wonder if they're having conversations in newsrooms today saying, well, we better debate this, because even if more journalists don't get abused and assaulted, it still means they are on the radar of these guys in China. That's right. And, I mean, there is... I mean, it is very difficult. I mean, I have been a newspaper editor, and I'm very aware of the problems of sending people to places that are dangerous. And I, when I was doing the job, I always said to the person concerned, if you feel unhappy or unwilling to go, don't go. 
Fair play, though. Because look I after think your you, team, right? You, well, I think you have to... There's a human element. I mean, they want the story... As an editor, you want the story. But if the if the human risk is too high, I'm not sure we've quite got to that level, but if it is, then you have to very seriously think, is it worth it? Well, you know that whole thing about fool me once. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. this is sort of what's happened that's over the past few we, days. That's kind of exactly where we are, yes. So, you know, um, is it two isolated incidents? I mean, I very much hope it is. But it doesn't look like it to me. It really doesn't look like it to me. But this thing, you know, whenever something bad goes in hospitals, it's an isolated incident. Yes. Well, yes, it is, because it happened. And it that's, happened with one. And then the next one happens. Yeah. It's an isolated so, so incident. So I'm not, incidentally, I'm not trying to spin a paranoid line that the authorities in Sichuan were somehow in contact with the authorities in Beijing and together they decided to beat up journalists. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that in an atmosphere where this happens and where they know that they can get away with it without having any repercussions, it is likely to happen somewhere else. So, you know, another incident crops up in Guangdong province and the authorities go, oh, it's only Hong Kong journalists. No one's going to worry if we beat that bloke up. So what about China dealing with its own press corps, mainland China? Well, dealing on, with its on own the whole, corps? I mean, the whole point about the Chinese media is this is thoroughly under control. But um, as we have seen... Um, the famous incident during the National People's Congress where one of the reporters rather loosely um, expressed her true feelings about what was going on. Yeah, what happened to her? Oh, she's not on air anymore. No, but, I mean, is she OK? I don't know, but she ain't on We're air We're talking anymore. about the famous eye-roll thing, and what that was all about was well, the lady next to her who was asking sycophantic she questions. She was a plant or whatever you... Whatever. Well, I don't think she was a plant. No, I mean, she was, she was asking. She was asking sycophantic questions from the script. This one, this one weirded me out a bit, Steve, actually, because it became a huge internet sensation, and I'm thinking, what's going to happen to this poor woman? Well, really? I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I do know that she's not on air anymore. And I do know that, I mean, the, the reason why it was such a big sensation is everybody in China expects the journalists to be so tame that, that you know, an eye roll just wouldn't happen. Mm. So, in, in a sense, it was courageous. I think probably it was spontaneous. Mm. You know, I mean, there's a level to sycophancy that even the biggest sycophant would be uh, hesitant to go. Well, it's Thursday morning, 20 minutes to 11, still with Steve Vines. Talking of heartbreaks, yep. um, I'm heartbroken mm-hmm. to have discovered that the government hasn't been telling the truth. Would you, Adam and Eve, it? Honestly. So it turns out, do you remember those adverts they had on television? Let's hold hands and go to Guangzhou on the high-speed rail. It will get you there in 45, oh, 48, sorry. Don't be inaccurate. 48 minutes. Yeah. Well, it turns out, <laughs> gosh, that that is only if you're on a non-stopping train. And I gather from reading the public um, prints, 96 of the trains uh, will be stopping at various stations on the way. So this is the equivalent of saying the 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 tuned one line to central could get there in 30 minutes if it didn't have to make all those stops on the way. It's a, it's uh, a 15 minute walk if you run like hell. It's a 15 minute <laughs> walk. You know, I could I could get from uh, Broadcasting House, the lavish surroundings of Broadcasting House, to Central if there wasn't any traffic in maybe 10 minutes. Fair enough. I mean, you know, this is all complete horlicks. So, I mean, they're just lying through their teeth about everything to do with this express rail. They did a, they did a trial um, the other day of, uh, and you know what they used on the trial? They used a train. I thought that was a that pretty, start, pretty cutting-edge way of doing it. Yeah. And the train from Shen, uh, sorry, from Hong Kong, Kowloon Station, all the way to Guangzhou took, um, oh, an hour and a half. 
<laughs> so I'm just thinking, can these people be trusted with anything to do with this project? Is full of porkies. I mean, that first of all, they said, "Oh, you you go to the station." In fact, Frederick Marr, who's in charge of the um, uh, um, MTR, the other day said, "Oh, you know, I don't understand what all this fuss about tickets is because you'll be able to buy tickets to many, many popular destinations." But it's the but, other many, many ones. But that's what, but that was not how it was sold. Yeah. It's been sold, and it's been repeatedly sold as this is the great breakthrough in high speed travel into x number of places on the mainland so people thought oh well yeah okay fine and i'll buy a ticket because you know when you get on a train i don't know you, you've probably never been on a train but those of us who are common enough to have been on a train understand that before you go on a train you have to have a ticket so now they're saying oh yeah well tickets whoa hang on we didn't mention tickets. tickets we well meant. some tickets you can buy some tickets you can't buy some tickets to other destinations other than the destinations which are very popular with hong kong people apparently um Oh, I think we'll just make a little surcharge on that because why is it's the going, surcharge? Explain oh, that because the MTR itself isn't flogging that they haven't been allowed to flog the tickets. It looks as though it's going to be done by the very super hyper efficient China Travel Service, and China Travel Service are going. Well, if we're going to do that, and they got no choice, we'll charge them extra. Why not? It's money in the bank, boys. So how do we physically get these tickets? That so we can't you buy can. In Hong Kong? So you know, you can. You apparently you can. you'll be able to. <laughs> If you go to the station, you go to the MTR ticket box or right. machine or whatever it is, you can buy certain tickets. If, say, you want to go to somewhere really exotic like Zhejiang, uh, 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 I, I don't know, I'm just making it up, I've got no idea, um, you then have to go... They'll say, no, no, get out that line, stand in the line for China Travel Ooh, Service, good luck they'll, flog you, they'll flog you a ticket for there. Oh, and incidentally, don't worry about what it says, the printed price on the ticket, because there will be a service charge. Um, um, but then we're going to have tons of blokes looking shady selling tickets in the station in Hong Kong. This um, will happen. And why not? And why like not? Like they do T in Macau. And, and, and thanks for them sometimes, ticket, I must say. Ticket touting, <laughs> if I may say so, is an honourable profession. It's been practised in these parts for many years. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that's good. So the whole, the, whole, the whole thing is about speed, right, at the moment. The whole thing's about speed. But, but if you it, have to get but, off and get in a queue... Well, the that, people that's, are going to be that, that's, that's for the tickets. But, okay. but, I mean, the whole thing is they're, they're basically telling a lie about travelling times. Right. You know, I mean, this is just so absurd. It's unbelievable to claim that, oh, that's the tr time it would take if the train didn't stop. But uh, the train does stop. So well, it seems what, like that, that figure just, doesn't make any it's sense It's just one at of all. a whole bouquet. Well, it, every, every, every day or possibly every week brings new information to light. <coughs> about this wonderful service which apparently is going to transform our lives. I mean, my life's transformed just thinking about it, to be honest. Um, oh, and then there's the business about it goes to a station where you don't want to go to in Guangzhou, but no, 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 let's not mention that. Oh, apparently that whole thing about it takes you miles away, I mean... It does. It takes you right out to the west of Guangzhou, which is where, oh, that's right, nothing's there. This or is nothing a, that this the, is the average, small print, isn't it? This is, you know, so it's like, it's, it's like saying for, for, for people... Who, who who know London saying, oh, yes, we've got a direct flight to Dagenham and you make your own way Keep that. into the <laughs> into the centre of town. And this thing's may... more likely to go to Dagenham than <laughs> <Exactly>. it is. Exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, so well, we shall see. Can you... Can you I, I just had this bizarre visit into um, literature land the other oh, day and I'm going on about Faust, I'm going on about The Soldier's Tale, I'm going on about Charlie Daniels and the devil went down to Georgia. You may be talking about science and technology. I, I am. You are. 
I see. Right. So I think this is the story. Shows how quick we are on this programme. I think this is the story about how, if you're politically correct, you'll be able to get squillions of dollars, or possibly renminbi, transferable, of course, um, to pursue your scientific endeavours in Hong Kong. And I think that shows, which we've always known, that politics should not be dragged into other things like culture, science or breathing. Well, the irony with this one, Steve, is these are the fellows who need to come up with some piece of gadgetry so we can actually measure if you love the country. Yes, How on earth are we supposed to know if you... Is that Patreon? Yes, he scores a six. He quite likes the country. Yes. Don't patri- let him in. A patrionic meter How do we... Ma- a, a, a commometer. A commometer. How do we measure how much somebody loves the country yes. and loves Hong Kong? Do you love the country in Hong Kong? Yes. OK, you're in. I'm, I'm off the scale on that, incidentally, in case he was wondering. So, but, uh, but no, I mean... I've, I, I, you see, everything is, is, is coming to, I was going to say to Roos, but I was going to say to Simmer now, because it, the, the, the instructions, I love the way they talk mm. about this, the instructions from President Xi are that Hong Kong should be given help because it's so bloody useless at doing technological development. That Now, the story down here has been, oh, Hong Kong is really good at technological development. We've got a science park. We've got a cyber port. We've got a, um, oh, universities. Um, uh, um, we, we develop apps. Uh, you know, so, so President Xi's basically going, no, you don't. No, you don't. You're no good at it. You're crap at it. Sit. So you need to. <laughs> you need us, us the big boys, to show you how it's done. We'll give you a bit of money as well. So don't but you worry. Only this is only the, this if is the Faustian you... bit. You know, give have my violin. But it, but it's quite interesting. <laughs> I'll have so your they soul. so they forced the Hong Kong government to fess up to something that actually we all knew and actually has been mentioned on this very very program before. Yep. Is that most of the money that goes into so-called technological research in Hong Kong actually is public funds. The private sector is so confident in the wonders of the science part, the blah, 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 and the blee, 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 and the, the what's-it scheme and the other scheme, that okay. they don't put their money where their mouths are. The, the amount of private funding for technological development in Hong Kong is, is what we call in the trade peanuts. Really? Yes. The amount of funding that comes out of your pocket and my pocket, i.e. the taxpayer's pocket, accounts for more or less all, all the money. So now we've got the new scheme, we've got the instructions from... We've got two things. We've got President President Xi telling us we we don't know what we're doing and then saying, but patriots can get hold of some cash. So all I'm saying is, well, good luck with that, number one. Number two... I bet they queue up for it, though, Steve. Well, why not? Free money. Exactly. (laughs) I'd go there. (laughs) But number two, I mean, let's, let's get real and stop all this nonsense about how you mustn't drag politics into everything, because... That's where we are. Politics is there. You know, like, there must be no politics in culture, which is why, oh, that's right, we're going to have the Palace Museum's um, casts off sent off to Hong Kong, because there's nothing nothing political about that. That's purely a matter of of culture. That's spelled with a K, in case you was wondering. Time for one more. One very quick more. So, we have a lovely situation... um, developing in in the legislature where Leung Kok Hong has appealed to the High Court against his dismissal. But the the weasels in LegCo are going, oh, we don't care about that. We're already... He's already guilty, and we want our $3 million back. Uh, Except last week we didn't want it back. Except last week we didn't want it back. And now they're going, oh, well, we sent him a letter and he didn't reply. Oh, really? I do just so hate him when he doesn't reply to our letters. (laughs) 
So, so you know, I've, I've known teenagers who get over it rather quicker than they do. So, But, I mean, it's all part. It's all part of the new atmosphere. You know, like Regina Lung, Regina Lung, Regina Yip. Not, why do I call her Regina Lung? Hmm, that's what you call a, a Freudian slip. Um, saying you can't have any discussion because she's in charge. <laughs> now, they want to show the bosses how, how really determined they are to crack down on the Democrats. And the law, well, you know, laws, who needs them? 